Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week we started a really interesting new series, Colin, about the soul and the spirit, these two things that war inside us sometimes. And uh, you talked about how important it is that we have the right mindset. And you asked the question on Friday, what is your mindset? Do you want to please yourself or please God? Do you want conflict or peace of mind? You're taking us to Romans, I believe. Yes, Romans 8. Now, Romans 8 is full of wonderful promises from God, great teaching, very popular chapter in the Bible. But you see, what is said there comes on the back of all that we were saying last week about this conflict between the soul, the natural life, and the spirit, the supernatural life of God that is within us, and how we have to keep the natural submitted to the spiritual in order to be able to please God and to walk in obedience to his will and purpose. Now, I'm going to pick it up at verse 12 of Romans 8. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the natural life, the natural sinful life, to live according to that. For if you live according to that, your natural soulish life, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, that is, obeying the desires of the flesh, using your natural life just to please yourself. If you put that to death, you will live, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now, the problem that we face is this. Obviously, we've got to express the life of Christ in our natural lives. In other words, your soul life, your natural personality character, have got to express more and more of the life of Jesus Christ who lives within you by the power of his spirit. So the scripture talks of being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. Well, that sounds wonderful, but what does it really mean? Well, it means that more and more of Christ, more and more of the life of his spirit gets expressed in your soul life. In other words, a transformation comes about in your character and your personality that the more you submit your soul to the spirit, the more the spirit can influence your soul and the more you can therefore express the life of Christ. Now, as we were seeing last week, that's going to involve saying no to those natural desires that are in opposition to the will and purpose of God. But what happens over a period of time is that we express more and more of the life of God, of the life of Christ, of the life of the Spirit in our natural soul life. So, in other words, your character and your personality should be changing so that you become more Christ-like. But that's a process that doesn't happen automatically. It only happens if that's what you want to do because you are prepared to submit that natural life 
to the life of the Spirit. And this is why Paul is making this kind of, of contrast. And he said, now, you have been made sons of God because you have been born of God. So God wants you to live as his children. He wants you to live as his sons. And the way to live as the sons of God is to please God. And the way to please God is to submit that life of the soul to the Spirit so that more of the Spirit can then be reflected in your natural soul life. I'm interested, Colin, that you haven't used the word conscience during the series. Well, conscience is a word that doesn't appear very much in Scripture at all. Um, that's why I haven't used it. Um, conscience is a is a difficult word, really, because um, your conscience has to be informed. You know, when when people say. Um, well, you've always got to obey your conscience. I, I hear very clearly what they're saying. But what happens if your conscience isn't informed as to what is right and wrong? Then you can make wrong decisions because your conscience isn't telling you that what you're about to do is wrong. So it's, it's, um, it's a word that really is avoided in understanding this conflict that is going on within us. What happens with someone that's born again who has the Spirit of God living in him is his conscience becomes much more informed of, of the will of God. And so, whereas you would have done things in the past without feeling bad about it, now you realize that that's not the will and purpose of God. Therefore, your conscience, if you like, tells you, no, you mustn't do that. Or if you do something that... Um, you know was wrong, then your conscience is immediately convicted. So it, it's, it's a difficult word to use because, um, you know, uh, the spiritual truths that the Word of God speaks of are true for all of us. And conscience, of course, will vary from one person to another depending on how informed their conscience is. So Paul is saying here, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Fear is a very strong emotion, and it's the result, of course, of thinking fear. You feel fear because you think fear. And that's a very big part of the life of a person before they're born again. But we know God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, of right thinking, of a right mindset, really. So we haven't received a spirit that makes us a slave to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit, we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Now, what does all this mean in relation to what we've been talking about? Well, you see, the riches of Christ are in us, are in our spirits, are given to us by the Holy Spirit. We do not lack any spiritual gift, Paul says when he's writing to the Corinthians. Um, that God has blessed us 
uh, with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Uh, Peter says that we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. So God has equipped us in every way to do his will, the scripture says. All that enabling and equipping is there within our spirit. But if we choose to live by dependence upon the natural self rather than dependence upon the spirit, all of that life and power is being virtually wasted. And although we're co-heirs with Christ, although we have this wonderful inheritance that Paul is talking about here in Romans 8, we can live without using that inheritance, without drawing upon that inheritance that is ours. If you remember in the parable of the prodigal son, the young son comes to the father and asks for his share of the inheritance, and the father gives it to him. The problem with the older son is that he was so busy uh, trying to please his father that he never claimed any of his inheritance. And okay, there's no justification for the young son uh, wasting that inheritance. But one of the things that we learn from that parable is that when you ask for your inheritance, God gives it to you. So if you day by day want to lay hold of, to lay claim to more of that inheritance that is yours in Christ, if you want to draw on the riches and the resources of the life that Christ has put in your spirit, the more you do that, the more God will release that into your life. So you see, every one of us has the choice. We can depend upon ourselves or depend upon God. We can use our natural ability or we can use the supernatural power of God that is in us because Jesus said you will receive power, the supernatural power of God, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We can depend upon our own natural reason or we can have faith in God's word. It, there's, there's this dichotomy all the time and we've got the choice all the time. We've got the choice every day of our lives and we've got a series of choices to make during the course of every day of our lives. Are we going to trust self? Am I going to trust Jesus? Are we going to believe uh, reason? Are we going to believe God's word? Uh, are we going to do things our way? Are we going to do them God's way? Is our motive to exalt ourselves or is our motive to exalt Jesus? It's, it's this choice that is always there before us. The more we submit that self-life to God, the more of his life can be expressed through our lives. And Paul goes on to say in chapter 8 of Romans that the whole of creation is groaning in travail, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. It's as if the whole of creation around us is waiting for Christians to express the life of God that is within them. Instead of trying to appear like everybody else because we think that we shouldn't be too different, the world is waiting for us to be different. And the world is waiting for us to show that we are different, that we're not the same as people from other religions. We're not the same as people that uh, just have their natural abilities. We are those who are indwelt by the Spirit of Christ. We are those who possess the mind of Christ, have the life of Christ and the power of Christ. And all that is to be expressed in our lives because we live not by dependence upon our natural soul life, but by dependence upon the Spirit of God. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 